This is the Morning Sports Desk for Friday, September 9th. Okay, so everything looked lost, right? We, we, we don't need to really dwell on the Twins and Yankees thing. Uh, they haven't won a lot of games at Yankee Stadium. This team is absolutely cursed against the New York Yankees. And I get it, that it feels like it's this weird parallel because you have a lot of smart people, a lot of smart fans, a lot of smart writers who say, look, obviously there's no weird, like, actual curse on this team. There's no one thing you can point to to say why they keep losing at Yankee Stadium. There have been, like, completely different iterations of these Twins teams for the last 20 years that have all looked different. The 2004 Minnesota Twins that lost the ALDS against New York, uh, they're different. They had Jack Jones, Torrey Hunter, uh, all those guys. They're a lot different from the 2009 and 10 Twins that lost to the Yankees in the playoffs because those Twins teams had the Maurer, Morno, uh, they had Michael Kadire. You know, like you look at those Twins teams, the pitching staffs were completely different. Uh, in 2000, and uh 17 that was a completely different team with a new manager by then Paul Molitor was the manager you still had Maurer but it was completely different after that you had Dozier Eddie Rosario all those kind of guys and then in 2019 a different manager again in Rocco Baldelli and a completely different Twins team Nelson Cruz and Byron Buxton and all of these guys and they still flop against the Yankees and then they flop again and again and and it's hard because they were completely different teams all of them but they all still somehow lose to the Yankees and that's dumbfounded everyone the only thing that correlates is their record and how bad they've been so I said I wasn't going to dwell on it and I spent like a minute talking about it but uh the point is not great and one of the things that has come under fire really through most of the second half of the season, but largely in the last week or so, uh, has been a lot of hate towards Carlos Correa and why Carlos Correa isn't producing more. I think there were a couple stats that like he has not had a home run with a runner in scoring position all season and like 360 players in baseball. 360 different players this year have hit a home run with a runner on second base. And I think it was less than two outs, something like that. Uh, either way, like the point is Carlos Correa just has not been good in the clutch. Whenever there's a runner in scoring position, Correa has rarely came through. His uh, opponent batting average or his batting average with runners in scoring position is not ideal. It's not good. And it's not good at all. And Correa generally is having a down season by his standards. Of course, I've said before, Carlos Correa is still playing at an above average rate. He's still playing like a good baseball player. And by the way, in that game, in that first game of the doubleheader on Wednesday that they lost, I know they lost, so it doesn't quite matter, but Correa did have a couple nice web gem defensive plays that saved the Twins from a loss earlier in the game. So Correa has also contributed in other ways. If you're just looking at anecdotal evidence, he hasn't given you a ton of that. But if you look at his total body of work, he has put together an above-average season for a regular MLB player. Now, that being said, Carlos Correa is being paid $30 million and is an all-star and is one of the best players in baseball, so you'd like to see him contribute a little bit more. And I get that. And I think that's true. And I want to see Correa come up in the clutch more, especially against the Yankees, a team 
the Yankee fans hate Carlos Correa because of his Houston Astros days. And then he comes up in the top of the eighth inning in a 2-2 tie and does this. Stays the 1-2 pitch, a fly ball, left field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes, and gone! Carlos Correa, there's his signature moment. Biggest swing is a twin. A go-ahead eighth inning two-run homer, and the Twins take a 4-2 lead. Yeah, I mean, there you go. There's a big hit. The Twins win the game because of Carlos Correa putting the team on his back. Uh, so great job there. Big three-game series coming up this weekend. The Twins are going to need to at least win two out of three. They're a game and a half back from Cleveland. So if the Twins win two out of three, they'll only be a half game back of the Guardians. Of course, if the Twins sweep, they will be in first place. Uh, but the Twins now have a really favorable schedule coming up right now. The Guardians are coming into town for three. Then the Royals are coming in for a three-game series starting on Tuesday. Then they go to Cleveland for a five-game series. That This next week and a half of Twins baseball is going to be huge. And then, of course, they play the Royals in Kansas City for three, play the Angels at home, Sox at home, White Sox, then go to Detroit for three, finish the season in Chicago for three. There are so many winnable games right now. I know they played a bad series against the Yankees in New York. Bad. Like, very bad. But the Minnesota Twins still have a great chance to win the American League Central because of how bad this division is this year. The Twins still have a chance to come back and win the Central. They have a lot of games against Cleveland left. They have a lot of games against Chicago left. And then they have a bunch of games cleaning up against bad AL Central teams. So ultimately, again... Nobody can stop the Minnesota Twins but themselves. And that's pretty much been their story all season. They've put together strides of good baseball only to get in their own way. So if they can figure out a way to to just get out of their own way, play good baseball, take care of business, they should be in position to win the American League Central. All right, well, let's finish up the morning sports desk by talking a little Vikings-Packers because that's coming up this weekend as well. Uh, I know Corey's not a fan of that horn, but it's just going to keep sticking around. Uh, I, I I think the Vikings have a really good shot to win this game. I think they have a good shot to win this game, and of course, as I say that, they're going to they're going to get smoked. But I think when you look at how everything is coming together, I think the Packers are a little bit more banged up than the Vikings. The Vikings, I think, only had their first round pick, Lewis, seen on the injury report with a knee issue. But outside of that, nobody's hurt. The Packers have like five different guys who are questionable. The Aaron Rodgers is going to have many receivers to throw to, so that's going to help uh, a Vikings secondary that is definitely the weak link of this defense. Um, if the Vikings win, these three things are going to need to happen. For the Minnesota Vikings to win, one, Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw three touchdown passes. I think that's going to be something that is going to need to happen. Kirk Cousins is going to need to have a good offensive day against a good Green Bay defense. They want a chance to keep pace with Aaron Rodgers because the Vikings defense just is not good. They're league average at best, so they're not good enough to run with Aaron Rodgers. But that gets to point number two. How they can beat Aaron Rodgers is by... Getting pressure. Now, the secondary isn't very good for Minnesota. So you're not going to want to give Aaron Rodgers extra time to throw. If you give him time to run around out of the pocket and find somebody downfield, he will. 
So what you're going to need to do is rely on Zadarius Smith, your newly acquired defensive end slash linebacker. You will require Daniil Hunter to get some good pressure on the edges, keep Rodgers in the pocket. And then, of course, you have Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle trying to... uh keep that interior pass rush. But I think the Minnesota Vikings will be in a good position to win if they can get some steady pass rush on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's been the key to beating Rodgers. That's the key to beating any good quarterback. If you can just get a bunch of pass rush on him, if you can make him feel uncomfortable when he's back to throw, that's going to help. And with Bakhtiari injured and a couple other Packers offensive linemen, not going to be out, but they certainly are uh, banged up a little bit. This is a good opportunity in week one to get a win. There's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on. There's going to be a Mitchell Tenpenny concert before the game on Sunday. So there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on. But my final point uh, for this Vikings team is that special teams are going to need to be clean. And that's, ob- I mean, obviously. But what I mean by that is no muffed punts, no gash plays. The Vikings on special teams were atrocious the last couple seasons under Zimmer. If you can just clean that up even a little bit, Green Bay special teams are not good. So if the Vikings can figure out a way to have Kirk have a good game, three touchdown passes, have Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith get constant pressure on Rodgers, and have a clean special teams game, I don't see a reason why the Minnesota Vikings can't beat the Green Bay Packers in Week 1 and start the season off on the right foot. There's my, I'm drinking the purple Kool-Aid. There's my, there's my soapbox. Let's go. Minnesota Vikings 16 and 0, baby. Let's roll. Well, 17 and 0, actually, because there's the extra game. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, let's at least go 1 and 0 against Green Bay. How about that? Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com. Or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio.